All righty. <laughs> Boomer, good to see you here by the fire. Good to see you too, Bacon. What are we talking about tonight? You know, ah, I don't know, man. We're so full of this COVID crap, you know? I'm just, I'm sick of it. But at the same time, you know what? It's intriguing. It is intriguing because I'm curious as to what's going to happen going forward. Exactly. So am I. And I think, you know what? I think everyone else is also intrigued as to what's going to go on afterwards. So I was almost kind of wanting to talk a little bit about, you know, a little bit of life after the Kung flu. You know, what do we think is going to go on? Okay. Sound good? It sounds like a great idea. Okay. So, um... You want me to start? Because I had some thoughts eh? on this. Okay. Okay. You know what? Let's go ahead and kick it off. Um, what are your thoughts as to what's going to happen Well, after everything? I've got some hopes. And some of those hopes are that we're going to have a better hygiene. You know, there's going to be more people washing their hands going forward. You're going to have a lot less of the stinky fuckers that walk around next to you that you kind of go, what the fuck was that? I'm hoping that that's going to die off. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. But have you ever heard of a place called Kathmandu? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, they got to stop pissing and shitting in the streets first. Yeah, completely. <laughs> okay, but okay, let's let's localize that. Let's localize that back here to the United States. <laughs> okay, let's let's stick to the United States. So, I see that we're going to start seeing more and more of the United States doing like Japan does. You're already seeing it out and about as you go through your daily lives of more and more people are wearing masks. Almost like the Dread okay. Pirate Roberts. You know, masks are very comfortable. Ah, uh, but, but wrong ahead. kind of masks. Mm. I'm just saying wrong kind of mask. It's just the wrong kind of mask. They're covering their mouth, which honestly, I believe most people should cover their mouth more often. With duct tape. That's exactly my point, sir. <laughs> see, this is why we get along is because we see kind of eye to eye on a lot of this stuff. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. If it wasn't if it wasn't for things I have to do with um, social media, right now is really that tipping point for me that says, "Get the hell off of it, just be done with it." Yeah, there's been numerous times over the past couple of weeks I've seriously considered nuking my accounts. Well, and here's the thing: it's not like I've been arguing with anybody. I haven't been doing anything like that. But I want to so badly, but I also know these same people will never understand anything that I have to say. I understand what they have to say. I've been in their world. Mm-hmm. They haven't been in mine, so they won't understand my world. I've lived that little hippie life of, oh, well, you know what? Everybody's equal. Let's all just, you know, everybody should get a little bit of something, whatever. You know, I've lived it in that life. Mm-hmm. But welcome to reality. If everyone just gets a little bit, of, gets something, you know what? 
they want the same people that they don't trust, the government, to run everything. Mm-hmm. They look at the shit show of a government. They complain say, about how dysfunctional the government is. Yeah, want them. To, yeah, yeah, wants this dysfunctional government to run their lives. Here, let me run your health care just as good as it does the DOT. How about that one? Mm. Or the VA. Yeah, even worse, you know? Literally dedicated to military service personnel. So you don't even have all the rest of the civilians. So you literally have a percentage, and they can't even run that correctly. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's ironic how stupid people are. It really is. I don't know if... I don't know if ironic would be the word I'd use. I think I would just go straight to, it's really sad how stupid people are. I will agree with you on that. I will definitely agree with you on that. But, and, you know, and these people will never learn. They will never learn. They're in their 30s, going into their 40s, and they still haven't grasped the concept that everyone has to work for something. You can't just give people shit. You just can't do it. Sorry. Otherwise, you're just going to have a bunch of lazy people and everyone's going to die. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, well, now you got to work for your stuff. But I don't know how to work. Exactly. And then you get those excuses. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I can do. Here's something. Here's a hammer. Here's a nail. Start building shit. Here's somebody to teach you how to do that. Well, why are they making more than me? Because they know more than you. And I'll tell you this. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give them one thing. I'm for, I am for free college. Okay. But if you're going into a specific field, right? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. You do not need all the ancillaries. So you think we ought to streamline college education down to almost like a trade school yes if you're going to study mathematics why do you need to know how to weave baskets or i don't know psychology exactly unless it deals with your field so if you're in mathematics um and let's say you have to go you have to do you have to do a little bit of psychology i will say a little bit of psychology Mm -hmm. is not bad for people right a little psychology, sociology, you have to understand a little bit of that, right? You don't have to know three plus years of that shit. Okay. You could do one semester of it and be done, right? I can go with that. But I mean, like, like, I mean, like if you're going to be a CPA, you know how to deal with people, you know how to deal with groups, stuff with like stuff like that, because you're going to have to deal with stuff like that being a CPA in mathematics, mm-hmm. right? Are you going to be a rocket scientist? What do you need to know? You need to know the mathematics. You need to know the physics. You need to know the... I mean... Honestly, that's really about what you really need to know. You need to know some chemical compounds, things like that, right? Let's streamline this shit. Why do you need to know all the other bullshit? Let's make it where you're appointed... Well, I can't say appointed. uh, Your chosen career path, right? This is your chosen career path. This is what you need to do for your chosen career path. This is literally all you actually need to know. Sure, by all means, you're actually gonna contribute to society. 
By all means, have it for free. You know what? We'll take some taxpayer dollars for that. By all fucking means. But if you want to go into women's studies, gender studies, all this other bullshit, no. Absolutely not. Those are extras. You pay for them straight up out of your pocket. You don't make it something that everyone else has to pay for because you didn't actually learn anything proper. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and take the argumentative side of this. Who decides what's essential and what's not? I mean, me personally, I think a lot of these degrees and a lot of these studies are absolutely asinine. But who decides what's necessary and what's not? Okay. Um, well, let's look at it like this. Do you actually provide a cert oh, with what you're studying? Is it actually going to provide a service? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, let's look at, hey, let's say you're going to go into psychology. Okay. Right? You're going to be treat people and stuff like that. I will give you at that point, you can do those gender studies and stuff like that, right? You can do that because you're going to run across people that are going to be in that mindset. So you have to understand a lot of uh, a lot of facets about that. Okay. Right? But it's for that. If you're, you can't just willy nilly just, hey, I'm going to go to college and eh, I'll figure it out at some point and then cry when you booked up all this money that you owe and say, well, I think that should all be forgiven. Make sense? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if there's an actual end point and you know what? That could actually push college off for a lot of people. But you know what? You're going to have to do something. And I get it. Like, like, there's some people that just really can't do anything. You know, there are some very disabled people out there. But let's not. But let. But let's back off the. Mm-hmm. You know what? Get over your fucking anxieties or stop fucking living. I'm tired of. I'm tired of that bullshit. You know what? Get the proper fucking treatment. And figure out something you can do to actually benefit society even with your stuff there's plenty of things in this world that you can do to benefit society and make a living doing it's this is part of it you know hell you like gardening mm-hmm. hell go help some farmers farmers always need help except for in the winter <laughs> Well, yes and no. I'll tell you what. I worked um, I worked for a framer. He was a farmer. Oh, no. There's still shit to do on his a His winter months the winter. were his building months, like his big building months. You know, other than that, he if he didn't have much to build, he was like, yeah, I just sit around in the barn and just fuck around and build whatever I want. <laughs> Look, man, I could do that life. <laughs> But the rest of the time is hard as hell. Hard as hell. And it depends on what you're farming as well. Like if you have animals and stuff, you're, I mean, you're around, you're caring for them, of course. So if it's crops only, yeah, you're going to have some downtime for certain. Unless you figure out a good winter crop to put in. 
So, either way, I think that's something that we should work towards, I should say. You know? Let's pare down college as it, as it is. Why does it have to be a four-year degree to go do this? I mean, I, I could sit there and... My sister just got her doctorate, what, two years ago now? It was a doctorate in... Oh God! It was uh, it was some marketing one, okay. but she works for a fire department, so quite literally a useless doctorate. <laughs> She's okay. even said it. She's like, "I'm a doctor that can't really save anybody," even though she works for a fire department. So her that work does save people, but not anything with her doctorate. Should we have to pay for that kind of crap? 10 over 10 years yeah well well so she did hers in little spurts here and there you know she was always going to school but she could only do like a class here or a class there to get a doctorate in marketing but um it was like a sociology marketing kind of blah 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 something like that i can't remember the exact uh okay i'd, I'd have to i'd have to find her um uh, graduation thing to sh- tell you exactly what it was but it's like People want free college for things that aren't going to do anything, you know? But why? Just so you can spend all your time pretending you're actually learning something Hmm. and not actually helping anybody else out? Does that make sense? Oh, it makes sense. But again, it goes back to who makes the decision. Well, that's what I'm saying. Picks the Does it actually help anybody? Usefulness and, of something. And, and, is it and, because it doesn't help anyone? I mean, we're right back to that question. I, well, depending on what it is, you can you can phrase it any way you want. You can make anything sound like you can help somebody. A degree in women's studies and you can or gender studies or whatever it is allows you a degree in psychology to help people who may be transitioning or take your pick. It gives you, it only gives you a part. It does not give you everything else you need for that. So unless you do all the other it does give qualifying you- parts of that, right? So when you're talking about to be a therapist and things like that, right? You have to do all those other parts. You can't do just that one thing. Otherwise, it's con- it's, it's mm-hmm. going to be considered ancillary. And you're just going to have to pay for it out of your own pocket. Plain and simple. Frankly, I think if you go to be an actual doctor, nurse, you know, physician, things like that, right? That should be, con- that should be considered a trade school. Because you are literally going to learn that trade. That's what you're going okay. to go do. It should be considered a trade school. Albeit much higher than, you know, basic plumbers and stuff like that, of course. But, you know, a lot a lot more learning to, to deal with that. But, come on. Does that not make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. You know, it, it, it happens. Oh. Ah, all right, all right. It does. Yeah. 
but we're uh, we're kind of stepping away from yeah, what we're Yeah, that was kind of the whole point of doing this. <laughs> it does happen on this, but that was kind of the whole point. Oh. But since you brought up the doctors, that brings up one of the things that I was thinking of. Okay. And that is, you're going to see an increase in more and more of these online doctor's visits. I mean, right now, currently, if you have a problem, you go online, you log in to your health insurance network, and they get you a doctor who talks to you via Skype or teleconference or shit. What's the new one? Zoom? Zoom! Yeah. So, a lot of them can be hacked. Mm-hmm. Which starts... You start getting into the whole HIPAA argument. Right? Face-to-face interaction mm-hmm. is always going to be more secure. Agreed, but we're talking about what we're going to see going future. In the future, going forward. Okay, but that's going to see saying. a lot more focus. So how are you going to secure it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know shit about computers. Hell, let's, let's, let's just look at it like this. So as soon as you walk into a doctor's, a doctor's office, right, mm-hmm. and they put and they take you back into the room, what's the first thing that happens? Uh, blood pressure, weight. I don't know. Yeah, no, no. Basic, all your basic things, right? Okay, you get triaged. Yeah, no, For well, lack of another word, you get triaged. Why are you here? Let's get your temperature. Let's get your vitals. Exactly. They're taking vitals. They're getting basic information on you down. Mm-hmm. So, without having all that extra information, what good is talking to a doctor saying, oh, well, my head hurts, and I kind of got a little rumbly stomach, or this or that, right? Mm-hmm. Without that other information, they're, they're pissing in the wind. So what are you going to do for that? I have no idea, man. Exactly. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you what I see going forward. And what I see going forward is I see a lot of this. I see a lot of this going to more online stuff. And they're going to focus less on, oh, well, your blood pressure might be slightly elevated. Let's put you on more medication. They're just going to go ahead and instead of saying, you know what? Your blood pressure is slightly elevated. They're just going to go ahead and put you on medication. Ah, so you see, so so what you're saying is that we're just going to see an uptick. So I need to put some stock in more in more pharmacies, the pharmaceutical companies is what I'm is what you're saying. Maybe and tech companies too. See, and and I'm once again going to bring this again to you because I don't see that happening uh, there's there's going to be way too many lawsuits that are going to be involved with this method mm-hmm. that, it, that it's not feasible I hope not but no 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 I'm just I'm, I'm telling no, no no I'm not saying it just to be saying it mm-hmm. I'm actually literally telling you okay this will literally lead to civil lawsuits beyond all belief. 
it, whether it be against the tech company, the um, the doctor themselves, or maybe the group that they're under, or however it goes, right? Mm-hmm. You will see a giant uptick in uh, malpractice suits. Because if they don't have all the information to actually look at it and diagnose it, there's no way they can truly properly diagnose everything. Unless all of a sudden everybody has to have a blood pressure monitor that hooks up to their computer um, and all this other junk, right? Mm-hmm. Which you can kind of almost do that with a uh, with like a smartwatch. But how do you make everybody get a smartwatch? Like, how do you get everybody to get a smartwatch? And how do you measure blood pressure through a smartwatch? You don't get... There's no way to get a proper blood pressure reading without pressure being put on veins. Agreed. It's the exact same thing with the electronic ones. So you have an electronic blood pressure cuff. And you can go to Walmart... CVS, Walgreens, take your pick of whichever, you know, store you want to go to, Target, whatever. And you can pick one up from anywhere from $14.99 to $49.99. Yes, you can. And how accurate are those? Uh, actually, they're actually pretty accurate. The problem with them is that technically they should be calibrated every year. So if you're using it Let's say you're using it once a week or once a month. Okay. Let's go once a month. If you're using it once a month, it should be recalibrated every year. Once a year. If you're using it twice a month, it should be calibrated about every six months. Because it's electronics, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of things can go wrong with it. Whereas when you do it manually, there's only one thing, there, there's only two things that you have to worry about. The person's hearing that is doing the, that's, that's, that's uh, performing it, and the gauge on the blood pressure cuff, which they normally um, refit those about every six months anyways, I believe. They don't just let those sit there constantly as the same one. So, well, hang on. So, I went and had, you know, I'm getting up there. I'm over the age of 40. We went and got life insurance policies. Only now? Fuck, man. I've had my life insurance policy for about, what, five, six years? They've, the, no, we've had them for a couple of years. Big weeks, too. Yes. Big life insurance policies, not the normal, this is enough to pay off my credit card and my motorcycle and my, you know, and for you to be okay for, you know, a year and pay off debts kind of thing. No, major life insurance policies. Yeah. In order for you to get one of those major life insurance policies, they have to have someone come out to the house and do a physical assessment of you. When they came out, they did my blood pressure and my blood pressure was just fine but when i check it 
when I check my blood pressure on one of those electronic cuffs, it always, 99% of the time, always reads high. To the point one time that was done, they refused to see me for what I was in there for, which was a flu. It was all of the focus went to, oh, your blood pressure is too high. We need to get you on this blood pressure medication. No, you need to see me about the flu. There's nothing wrong with my blood pressure. Oh, yeah, your blood pressure is way too high. No. And, and uh, uh, okay. hang on. And when I went and did a, so you have your, you have your well fitness or whatever it is, your well check that you go and do with your employer because they're paying your health insurance and they check your blood pressure and your blood sugar. And I had them check my blood pressure again, and it was done with an electronic cuff. And the electronic cuff, they thought I was going to stroke out in the office. <laughs> because according to their, their electronic cuff, my blood pressure was 228 over 363. You know what's actually funny about that? So I used to be uh, a medical assistant. Right? Okay. I worked at a pain management group. And so one day while I was working, uh, the doctor was in in with a patient. And so the doctor calls me in and says, hey, I need you to uh, do run a blood pressure on this guy. I was like, okay. So she's sitting there, you know, talking with him and stuff. And I run this guy's blood blood pressure, and I did it twice because I could not fucking believe what I saw. This guy was running, uh, what was it? I this mind you, this was like eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy was running. It was something around like two ten. 210 over... No, 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 no. No, it was like... No, no, I'm sorry. It was like a 320 over 210. Mm-hmm. And I did that... And mind you, I did that twice. Because I could... I was like, there's absolutely no fucking way that this guy is this high right now. And I said... No, I, and I looked at her eye, dead in, dead in the face. I said, here it is. And she looks at him. She says... Yeah, no, that's not right. That should not be like that, you know? So so from the first MA that went in there and took care of this guy first, they thought something might have been wrong. That's why they had me come in and double check. If two people get the same fucking answer, guess what? <laughs> well, the simplest explanation is usually the correct one. Now, do you have a faulty piece of equipment or do you have somebody who's about, well, technically, I believe they should have been dead. Well, so um, so what they, they used an electronic. Mm-hmm. They should have manually done it. In my case, when they did that, I said, you need to manually do it. We don't do that here. We only use the electronic. Okay, well, it's wrong. No, and that's the thing. I would have been like, here, if your wife was there, why don't you, tell, why don't you go ahead and do hers? 
See how high, see how high hers is, apparently. Hers was high, too. Of course. Right? Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. It's like they need to have that there. Otherwise, they can be sued. Because electronics can go bad. Hence why I'm saying you're not going to get um, at-home treatment. You're just you're just not going to get it because you're going to have too too many problems. Okay, so what about the doctor, the psychiatrists that are seeing their patients over Skype now? Psychiatrists don't take all those blood pressures and stuff like that. If you're going to talk to someone, you're going to talk to somebody. Exactly. Right? Okay, so that that might be something, and that's probably something that should have been done anyway. You know, um, somebody that's having problems and they have to go into an alien environment to talk about their problems. Does that help them or does that close them off more? I got no idea, man. You're talking to someone who I went to a shrink one time and um, he told me I wasn't taking it seriously and asked me to leave. Listen, just because I want to rip people's heads off doesn't mean I don't want to rip people's heads off. No, actually, what I said was um, I was sitting there and he said, so your employer has asked us to assess your psychologically. And I said, okay, Um, here's what I can tell you. uh, If you'd like to start talking about dreams, he said, yeah, why don't you tell me about your dreams? I said, well, you ever have this one dream where you're standing on this sun god type temple wearing these long flowing robes and there's all these uh, naked women screaming and throwing little pickles at you (laughs) little pickles huh yeah and what he got out of that was so you you seem to have issues with um women and obviously you don't like pickles no, no. What? What? How could he not even go Freud on that and say? Apparently, you have problems with your pickles, with your pickle size. <laughs> I looked at him and I went, "Doc, I'm fucking with you. It's from a movie." And he went, "Yeah, you're not taking this seriously. Can you just leave?" Well, then apparently he's he wasn't actually a real actual psychologist because they a psychologist has to work through that shit. Wow. Come on. Everybody in this world has seen, um, oh, God, what was, um, Real Genius? No, 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 not Real Genius. That had nothing to do with that one. Um, Robin Williams, um, oh, I even just watched it last week. Patch Adams? Uh, No, 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 where he was actually a psychologist. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Hey, hey, you like apples? Yeah, I got a number. How do you like them apples? Um, damn it. Why can't I think of the damn name of that movie? Let's go back to it. So what are your, some of your thoughts going forward? Okay. Um, I see... Um, when you go to grocery stores... Mm-hmm. Gro- grocery stores are going to probably end up needing attendance at um, their food and vegetable aisles because that's probably about the only place that people pick up 
feel around everything and put them back constantly, right? Okay. So you're going to need to cut down. So you're going to need to cut down people cross-contaminating a lot of food. Um, as unfortunate as this is, because let's face it, as a species, we need to stop with all the antibiotics and antimicrobial bullshit that we do. Mm-hmm. We're going to see an uptick in that. Oh, we're going to see an uptick in that. I mean, we've been told many times, hey, all these superbugs are happening because we use too much antimicrobial soap and all this and that. And now what's that? Now where did all that go? Everyone's like, oh, you got to wash out more. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's like, no, 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 no. We're going to get superbugs if you use too much of this. Yeah, we de- we've developed what we've developed is an immunity or not an immunity. We've weakened our immune systems because we've overdone it with antibacterial soaps. We've done it with people taking antibiotics for every little sniffle. Oh, oh, oh. And not completing their antibiotics, by the way. Yes, that's a huge one. Like It's one thing if you take an antibiotic for something. It's a whole other story. If they give you a 10-day antibiotic. And you only take it for eight or six. Seven, seven, eight. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole other story. Because then you create, then you're helping create a, well, it's a virus that is immune to that antibiotic. I worked at a doctor's office. And for the most part, he started only uh, um, prescribing one antibiotic that was not a commonly used antibiotic to cure, to to, uh, take care of things. And that was because everything else stopped fucking working. Mm -hmm. And that was 10 years ago. That was damn 10 years ago. Awakenings is the movie you're thinking about. No. That was the only one where he's played a psychiatrist. No, that is not the only one that he's played a psychiatrist, sir. Patch Adams, he played a regular doctor. Ah, there's an even better movie. It's called Goodwill Hunting. Oh. Oh! That one. Probably one of the best movies ever. Goodwill Hunting. Sorry, it took me that second to do that, but yeah. I don't think he even played a doctor in that. Yeah, he was a psychiatrist. He was a psychiatrist. Um, he had stopped being a psychiatrist, like when his wife died and stuff like that. Um, started teaching psychiatry. And he took on that one case for that guy. But he was a psychiatrist. Yes, 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 sir. Okay. I have watch seen it. it. Oh, go watch it. Oh, my God. That's such a great movie. Such a great movie. I mean, the amount of wonderfulness in that movie, it just cannot even be explained. It it will probably end up being your new favorite movie. So, moving on. Now that we've got that taken care of. (laughs) I got to ask you. 
everyone's all EDC this, EDC that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. What's your EDC for the flu glue? Like when I've left the house over the past couple weeks? Yeah. Okay. Um, ankle trauma or, kit, a knife. An- an- wait, wait, an ankle trauma kit? Yeah, it goes on my ankle. Oh, okay. It carries a high fin chest seal. Uh, crap, my mind went completely blank. Tourniquet. Uh, shit, I don't have it on me. Don't worry about it. But it's got everything I would need for a trauma situation. Okay. And it fits in a nice little pouch that goes on my ankle. Okay. Yeah, you put your jeans over top of it, can't even see it's there. What about... um what about weapons? Have you increased weapons that you carry? No, I carry the same thing I've always carried. A Glock 17 with an RMR, a spare magazine. Uh, I might stick a secondary on my person and pocket knife, you know. I mean, I'm a big dude. I can carry a lot of shit and you can't tell I've got it. <laughs> The advantages of being six foot three and two hundred twenty-five pounds is I can wear a t-shirt and carry a full-size handgun underneath it, and you can't tell it's there. Well, and of course, you know what—you're not exactly the slimmest guy. Hence, you're only one inch taller than me and thirty pounds heavier. Yeah, but it's all muscle, man. Ah, yeah, sure. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> You don't get to carry a Glock 17 appendix if you've got a gut. It just doesn't work. I never said a dad gut, but I'll tell you what. You're not exactly the small you're not exactly the smallest guy either. No, not by a long shot. No, no, no. I'll introduce you to a friend of mine and he's shorter than me and he weighs more than me. That's a man made of muscle. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Cool. Is he gonna I'm be there in October? He has a neck. No. Oh, he's but he's one of those. I'm surprised yeah. he's got a neck. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm surprised he's got a neck. <laughs> Great guy, love him to death. I'm just surprised he's got a neck. <laughs> so, as a biker, sir, I've got to ask you this question. Okay. Everything turns to shit, right? Okay, go for it. In fact, in fact, we're not that far away from this. You know, we're we're, we're really edging close to yeah, it's, turning to a, absolute it, shit. It has it has not gone beyond the realm of. We're no longer talking about the zombie apocalypse. We're talking about the possibility of an actual. You have to get the fuck out of town. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's really turning. It's really been turning to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I think a lot of, uh, I should just say, municipalities mm-hmm. have been are like, you know what? Let's not deal with this. Um, we're going to start opening because they don't want to deal with the aftermath of not opening. Yeah, it's become it's become looking more and more like it's going to be a it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. 
Well, no, no. It's already a damned if you do, damned if you don't. And it's always going to be a damned if you do, damned if you don't. So, the question is, can you be a responsible fucking adult? Can you make sure that you don't sit there and touch everything, cross-contaminate everything? Hell, you know what? During this currently, Mm -hmm. we are showing that people cannot not cross-contaminate everything. They think gloves are going to help them, but they're cross-contaminating everything, touching everything, and not changing out their gloves, washing their hands. Which, by the way, that's on my list of things hopefully we'll start seeing going forward. You know what I'd like to see going forward? Screw it. Let it all go. If you die, he dies. Okay. Plain and simple. Let's get the dumbasses out of here. Okay, so you, because you live close to Nashville, you have to get the hell out of Nashville. How are you doing it? How am I doing it? Uh-huh. Well, I ain't telling it on here because then everyone else is going to know my fucking plan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's... The best, way, the best way to do that is not tell anyone your fucking plan. Then why are you asking me? I'm not asking you about how to get out of someplace. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm not asking anything like that. So I'm talking about like, hey, loadouts, things like that. Okay. Um, we're we're bikers, right? Mm-hmm. Of all your bikes that you have, are any of them worthy of being, let's say, the quote-unquote post-apocalyptic bike? Yes, one. Which one? The FJ09. Because I'm going, it, to, it, I'm going to disagree, but I'm going to let you speak. Okay. The, you said the bikes that I currently own, not what I would like to replace or put in there. So going right. with what I have in the garage, the FJ09 is about the best one I would take. The okay. reason why is because it's quieter than all the other ones. <laughs> It has a more of an upright stance, and it's quick enough to get me down the road at a high rate of speed. If I needed to go a little bit off-road at its current configuration, it would be able to handle it, as long as I was careful enough with it. Okay. I'll give you a little bit of that. Okay. I will give you a little bit of that. What would be your choice? What would be my choice? Now... I've done some digging around on this, a okay. lot of digging, and I I used to sit back and go, the KLR650 is probably the perfect motorcycle, and the more I got to looking at the KLR650, I realized that, you know, the KLR just, it doesn't check all the boxes. It doesn't. It doesn't. It is like a Swiss Army knife. It does good. It does. It does. It does everything kind of good, but it does nothing great. Exactly. But there is a motorcycle that I've recently been introduced to that does a lot of things great. Okay. Please do tell. And it is the Yamaha Tenere Seven Hundred. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It has a. Very because it's a Yamaha, you don't have to do the oil change, but every five thousand miles. Yep. 
it is fuel injected. Mm-hmm. It is is capable of doing off road. It's lightweight. Oh, 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 it's more than capable of off road. Actually, it's, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna send some videos your way that is, uh, that's gonna show you. It's more than capable. <laughs> it, it does off road very well. And here's the best part about it: there is no maintenance besides changing the oil. It doesn't get a valve adjustment until twenty five thousand miles. Yeah, and that's if you need it. Exactly, if it needs it. At and it's only shims. 000. And it's only shims, and there isn't much to remove. It is, it is the most simple bike. Uh, in terms of something that can do long miles. Mm-hmm. And do off road. It is the most simple bike out there. It like, really is. Now, how much gear can it hold on it? I don't know. A lot of people can ah. say it can hold a lot of gear. A lot of people saying you can put a lot of shit on them. You but can. I don't need it to put a lot of shit on it. I need it to get me out of town. If I live in a Metroplex area, like I live in the DFW area, and right. I need to get out of the Metroplex area, I want something that's got the capability of getting through cars and moving around very nimbly and very quickly. The Yamaha T7 or the FJ09 fit those things in an urban environment perfectly. Yes, sir. Now, now, there are certain things that you're going to have to end up doing to that T7, of course. You mean like um, painting more- it? Like tan or something? Putting a post-apocalyptic paint job on it? You know, some no. skulls from the no, Max because- area? Wait, 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 wait. First off, first off, let's just let's just put Mad Max out to the side. Let's put. I'm, I'm going to put it to pasture. In fact, put it. I'm going to put a fucking bullet into its brain. Because the rest of the world is not a desert, only Australia. Like Australia is literally almost nothing but desert, right? And that's where Mad Max was. Mm-hmm. But. But the rest of the world is not that. So, I love how everyone thinks that um, the post-apocalyptic times are going to be is good. Everything's going to be a desert. What happened to post-apocalyptic times in the jungle, in the forest? But didn't you see any of the movies? It all goes to hell. If there's anything I've learned in any of those. Then nobody lives. I'm kidding. Then nobody lives. Let's face it. If it's a nuclear holocaust, nobody fucking truly lives. There's no way. There's absolutely no fucking way. You're not going to have enough crops or uh, the animals cannot feed enough. Chernobyl, when it first happened, the first 10 years of it, Let's say the rest of the world was like that area. Mm-hmm. No animals. Your vegetation, try to eat it. Go ahead. Dare you. Right? Well, we're not talking that. We're talking you need to get out. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying post-apocalyptic. 
Yeah. When when most people think when most people think post apocalyptic, they're thinking, oh god, it was nuclear destruction. The entire world is burned out. Everything's a desert. No, wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. The chances of that happening are very slim. First off, <laughs> let's just say that. First off, it's very slim. But um, you're more likely to have something like a virus kill everything, right? That's honestly the most likely thing that's going to happen. It's not going to be food shortages. It's not going to be this or that. It's going to be some sort of virus that will kill most everybody. You know what I find really funny about that? What's that? There was an app I found on the uh, Play Store a number of years ago. It was called Plague Incorporated. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, you started off, you said, I'm going to create this basic kind of plague. It's going to start off, and you pick up a spot on the world where it's going to start, Right? And as it moves on, you get to mutate it, and it gets to move on, right? Okay. I played that game like th- three times through. I got almost complete death of the world by starting my viruses in China. That's actually not surprising. <laughs> I mean, where else do you start it at, right? Uh-huh most dense high population a lot of traffic coming in and out going all over the world I mean how else would you do it no that'd be exactly how I would do it huh and people wonder why we're calling it the kung flu (laughs) but yeah so it's just something that's kind of funny I just but um, but no, yeah, no, no. The T seven, flipping amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to carry a bit more, hell, even even as your own frame, sir. Uh, definitely a more uh, uh, a heavier loaded uh, progressive spring. You'd probably want the like the ninety five newton meter spring. That that they offer, mm-hmm. and they're. They're not that expensive. I think they're like 60 bucks, 70 bucks. You know, not a whole lot you really need to do the bike. And it's fucking amazing. It's a small gas tank that can do a lot of miles. I love that bike. I seriously love that damn bike. God bless. Why didn't they come come out with it like four years ago? When they said they were coming out with it. I'm angry with them. Well, they did come out with it. It just wasn't here. No, that they didn't come out with it. It was a prototype. A prototype is not actually coming out with anything. Until it hits until it hits the sales floor, it has not come out. Just like your cousin. Until they come out of that closet. <laughs> they are not gay until they come out of that closet. 
is that how that works? Yeah, I'm just being stupid. <laughs> I was about to say facetious, but you know what? I hate that fucking word. Yeah, it's all good. Um, no, you were you asked me another question about what I would pick. You mentioned loadout. Yes. And I didn't have to think too hard on this because, well, as someone who goes to classes and has, you know, several guns in their possession and, and who carries one almost, religiously? Uh, yeah, religiously would be a good word. I work somewhere that doesn't, uh, that's not friendly to that. They've pretty much said, if you are, you're fired. Yet, oh. they don't bother to ask, and nor do they bother to check, and, you know, that kind of hey, thing. I, I remember I remember those days. Don't ask, don't tell. Pretty much. <laughs> so, all it took was me opening up, you know, opening up a footlocker and looking in it. And so, here's what I would look at. If I needed to be mobile and lightweight, you're looking at a Spiritus Systems microfight rig, an AR-15 pistol, a Glock 17, a couple of mags for each one, a Vertex uh, gamut checkpoint backpack, a trauma kit, a couple of MREs, a camel pack, uh, a way to purify water, fire, you know, the usual stuff. We can talk about a bug out bag on a future um, podcast. And we can go over that stuff. But with a short-barreled AR-15 pistol, you're pretty much, you've got lightweight. You've got something that'll sling a bunch of lead because you're not in it to get in a firefight. You're in it to get the fuck out. Hmm. That's interesting. That's really interesting. And... I, I I'm kind of with the I'm kind of with you on a lot of that, right? Mm-hmm. This would be my area but, of expertise. Well, but I've got a different. I've got a, a little bit of a different uh, take on that. Okay. First off, first off, you if you're bugging out. Why are you going to try and figure out different different types of ammo? Mm, I'm not. You are. I'm taking got, two. That's too, that's too much. That's too, that's one too much. Guaranteed. You're, you're you're only bugging out. You do not need that. You need one. You need one and maybe two guns to handle that. And I'll fight you on this. You'll lose, but uh, okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. I'll win. I'll win because you know what? What's the most readily available ammo pretty much across the world? Oh, that's easy. That's a millimeter. Exactly. So what's the secondary? And you have to figure you're in the United States. What is the secondary? And we're not talking pistols because a pistol sucks. When it comes to defending yourself, pistols suck. Yes, they're oh, easy. Oh, you're right. And they're, you know, they're easy to carry on you, and they're lightweight and all that other fun stuff. There's a reason why I carry a handgun. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and let me tell you, let me ask you this. Per one round of, let's say, 5.56 five, or 2.23, doesn't matter. Okay. Right? 
per one round of that, how many rounds of nine millimeter can you carry? What do you mean? So for one round of two two three or five five six, mm-hmm. how many rounds of nine millimeter could you carry in its stead? Okay. If you so are- per, per one round, line it up, how much can you carry? Well, if you go with white or with weight, you're looking at a uh, one-to-one ratio. No, you're not. I'm talking. You see, see, I'm talking about length of the ammo, right? Width of the ammo, all of that, right? It's not the length of the ammo. It's not the length of the ammo that's going to bother you. It's going to be the weight. And if I have to pick something, it's going to be lightweight. That's going to give me something that is actually going to put someone down i want five five six i don't want to carry a nine millimeter i would only carry a nine mil and two spare mags for it i'm loading up on five five six because i want the rifle trajectory i want rifle ballistics i want to punch through something i want to punch through someone if i have to get Ah. the fuck out i don't want to be fucking around with tagging somebody with a nine mil and if it's only going to be one gun that I'm going to take, then it's only going to be a five five six. Ah, I'm not saying only one gun. It's still two guns with one round of ammo, with one type of ammo. Okay. So, once again, nine millimeter of your choice, whatever you're comfortable, of course, right? The secondary gun is going to be the Ruger PC-9. PC9 Charger. Carbine. No, no. The new one that they have out is the PC Charger. I don't care. I, I don't care about the Charger. I want the Carbine. Carbine's got the longer got a longer barrel. So you're gonna get it more accurate. You're gonna get a lot more uh force out of it at a longer distance. Okay. So everything that you want out of your 556. Five, Still not right? punching through body armor. I don't care if you shoot a nine millimeter shooting 147 grain plus P plus out of a 16 inch barrel. It's not shredding body armor. Five, five, Guess six. What? Will. Guess what? If you're bugging it out, most people don't have body armor. You're not worrying about body armor. All right. Most people will not have body armor in that situation. All right. In the Mad Max end of the world, everyone's, you know what? Everyone who's worthless is dead and can't defend themselves, all those people are dead, then you have to start worrying about that. Okay, so but for let's... The bug out, but for the bug out, let's... you do not need that 5.56. Five, you do not need that 5.56 five, for that. I can guarantee you that. You're looking to get out, and you're and let's face it, 5.56, five, it's, it's a good round, too much kick for too close of range. There's no kick at all That's to what... a 5.56. Five, five, there's still more of a kick than there is for a fucking nine mil in a in a rifle. Guaranteed. Mm, I, I, no. I I won't I, I will not lose one little bit of sight with a nine mil. You won't lose one with a five five six either. I'm sure you will. No. Yeah, yeah, you still got a bear down on it. I don't know what five five six you're shooting. 
I've shot enough that there's enough movement. Unless unless you have it set set on a on a, on, on a uh, dual pod. If you're hand, if you're holding that thing by hand, you are going to move it when every time that thing is shot. Then let's put this one to the test. Ooh, do we have a challenge? Oh, most definitely, because you can take a PC nine. And I'll take one of my five five sixes, and I'll even pick one with a ten inch barrel and a. You know what? I'll make it easy. I would pick my my very specific five five six that I have, a ten and a half inch barrel, SBA three pistol brace, and a Vortex one to six optic against a Ruger PC nine charger or a PC nine carbine. I prefer, like I said, I prefer the carbine. Okay, then long, go the carbine. It's a bit longer. And not only will I ballistically outshoot you, I will accuracy outshoot you. You can go open sights. You can go with a red dot. You can go with a scope. I'll outshoot you. That'll be interesting. That will be interesting to see. And I think we need to try this at some point. I, and I like this challenge. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> I like this challenge. Now we got to figure out a time that we'll get to, that that we'll be able to actually get together and do this. So, I still believe. I still believe if you're gonna if you're gonna worrying about bugging out, you're you're, you're only gonna you're, you only need to worry about grabbing one ammo. Your yeah. theory with grabbing one ammo, while it is a valid theory. And it is a valid thought. It's not one that I would entertain, nor is it one that I would use. And it is a very simple thing of looking at the ballistics and what I know about what a 5.56 will do. And at close range to intermediate range, the 9mm is going to be great. Let's say you put a scope on it. You're not going to reach out, even with a 16-inch barrel. I mean, I know people can do it. I can't. Well, well let's, like, I, like I said, you're bugging out. You're not looking to get 500 meters out of the damn thing. No. No, no, right? no, no, no. I want, you're, you're, I want a 100-yard gun. Oh, no, that, that, no that, that PC-9 will fucking kill on, on 100 yards. Okay. So how many rounds are you going to fire? into a let's be politically correct into a target to neutralize a threat at 50 to 100 yards how many rounds of nine millimeter are you going to put into it depends on where it depends on my stress level and you are going your stress level is going to be through the roof your adrenaline is going to be jacked completely up ah but I'm also talking about people that aren't. There's a number of people in this world that are not military, by the way, have never been military. All right. So, mm-hmm. so you need to take your training out of it. Well, I'm not talking about any of my training. I'm talking just flat out 100%. It is a standard thing of your adrenaline is going to be spiked. Right. Right. But any of your training. 
you can't use that for the average person. I'm saying no. for the average person, your five five six is useless. Mm, no, I disagree. No, I don't. It, it's everything is going to be useless up to a certain range because guess what? If you're if you're sitting there shaking, not breathing correctly, not doing all that shit to hone down on a fucking target, fuck, you could fire fucking fifteen shots, and maybe one hit. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. But one properly placed shot from anything is going to fucking do it. Well, especially you're, you're- enough for especially enough for just bugging out. You don't always want to have to take somebody out to bug out. You want to clear your path, right? So you clear a threat from trying to get you. Death is all, uh, yes, death is always the main one. But if you take them out of the fight, in general, it doesn't matter. I agree with the, hey, Take them out as quick as possible. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But if, listen, if I'm going to get out and I'm going to get out as quick as I can, I'm not fucking around with a bunch of other shit. I'm not going to sit there and try. Are you going to sit there and make sure he's dead? And how do you know that no. without without checking him? You're not. You're wanting to put somebody down and get him out of your way. Exactly. You can do that exactly well with a nine mil than you can with a five five six. That's my point. You don't have because okay. you're not going to check them. You're not going to go up there and be like, "Hmm, are you still alive?" No. I understand what you're saying about the nine millimeter rifle, and I wouldn't pick it. No, I, that's fine. And I wouldn't pick it. I have my own reasons for it. I disagree with the 9mm being used for anything as an offensive, but yet it was used by, I I can't even list the amount of teams, operations, Secret Service, and everybody else that was using the 9mm as a offensive weapon. I mean, you had the MP5, you had the Uzi, you had all of these outstanding weapons and I wasn't I'm not calling the Uzi an outstanding weapon <laughs> no it was it was the least accurate motherfucker out there it it did its job it did. back in the day the it, mp5 it, is a well, much it, better weapon it's it scared people is what it did you have the you have the scorpion uh from hell who makes that I don't know I don't really care but it I get what you're saying about if you have to take one gun or one caliber of ammunition. I get what you're saying. Especially if you take a Ruger PC9, you already carry a Glock, or you have a Ruger um, American pistol that you can use the same magazines for the Ruger PC charger or the PC9. I keep calling it the PC charger because that's what I've been looking at. Oh, that's the newer one. But that's the newer one. Yeah, that's the newer one. You're looking at the... the, uh, the Ruger PC carbine and you're looking at the Ruger pistol or you change out the magwell on it. And now you can run Glock mags off it, yes, which by the way is the most versatile handgun Vers- the most versatile that there is out there because every, a lot so many things run off of a Glock and so many people make it too. 
Yes, you have you have six different companies that are making Glock magazines. Yeah, the idea of if I need to pick up a rifle, yeah, I can get what you're saying about I'm going to use a, you know, a PC9. Okay, great. I disagree with that just because I've trained more with a 5.56. I'm more familiar with the 5.56. I know what a 5.56 will do, and that's why I picked it. I I'll, mean, the stuff that, that I you. picked... The, the stuff that I picked, I picked for a reason. They have multiple uses. Yes, I understand. I'm having to carry multiple calibers. I'm having to carry a 9mm and I'm having to carry a rifle. I'm having to carry four rifle mags plus the one that's in the gun. Yes, I get that. I'm having to carry two separate magazines for my Glock pistol. Yeah, I get that. But again... I'm just getting the fuck out of town. I want lightweight. I want concealable. And that's why I say two guns, one ammo. You can pick them both up real quick. Done. And that's why I, and that's why I choose what I chose. But I'm okay, also so, but I'm also picking one other thing. Okay. Go for it. Bow and arrow. Compound bow and arrow. Done. If it's not where my bug out place is going to be, and let's just face it, I don't I don't have a long term place to sit. Not gonna, and I wouldn't plan on that. I would have a place that I'm gonna go, but it's not gonna be a long term sit. Because let's face it, in the terms of a crisis like that, the longer you sit in one spot, the more likely you are to die. Hmm. So I will be mobile, but I will also have that. I will also have that bow and arrow because I will be hunting, not with ammo. I want to be quiet, right? Why would I use any bit of ammo when I can use an arrow that I can use over and over again? Get squirrel tips, you know. The gobbler guillotine, I, I, okay. I can carry mul- multiple tips for it. Hell, I can fish with the damn thing. But let's go back to you have to take all of this stuff with you. Actually, um, I could actually carry a bow with me pretty pretty easily. There's the bow and the rifle will fit together quite nicely, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. In a need to crisis, hell, I'm on the bike, right? Okay. I'm going to have to get it out at some point. I can have a sheath for the fucking rifle. I could, the bow could just be mounted there for later use. Like a lot of other things, right? Okay. So here's something. But but how long is it going to take you? Remember. A lot of people think that, oh, as soon as something happens, don't worry. It'll be like 20, 30 minutes and I'm out and I'm gone. Nobody's going to catch me, right? But they forget to think that, you know what? If everything's happening everywhere, it could take you a couple days to get out of someplace. It could take you a couple days to go 20 miles. Think about that. 
Now, yes, you can scrounge around for food as much as you can, but guess what? There's going to be a lot of picked, picked shit, especially in populated areas. So your best bet is to try and stay as close to fucking woods, forests as much as possible and hunt your own shit and grill it up and be done. If it becomes available, I should say. But too many people think that, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to get right out and I'll be done. The chances of that are slim. Unless you already live on the edge of town and the way you the way you go to your bug out spot is further out of town. Your way. Right? Mm-hmm. But if you have to... Let's, let's say you have to go across town. If you have to go across DFW to get to your spot, how long do you think that would take? In an emergency? Yeah. Every... Like, like world turns to shit. Emergency. Okay. Give me an exact, uh, let's pick, let's pick Reunion Tower downtown Dallas. Anybody who's familiar with the area knows where Reunion Tower is. You're yeah. pretty much talking. It's a center-ish of town, but yeah. Yeah. And you need to get north of. Gainesville. We're talking almost a state line. Okay. Because you want to be clear. Well, you're right, right, right. You're not going just outside. You want to go outside. You're probably talking at a minimum. Now, you're on a motorcycle, so you can kind of weave through traffic and you can hit the shoulders and in the ditch and you can keep moving. If you're lucky enough not to get hit by somebody going careening around somewhere, mind you. Right, because you're not going to go full bore. No, you can't go full bore. No, because you're going to die if you go full bore. But you're also, you you also have to try and stay away from as many populated areas as possible because people see you loaded out with shit, bugging out. You're going to be a target. So go ahead. I'm probably thinking six to eight hours minimum, and that's to go what 45 miles that's minimum like like i said and there's a possibility that every way you go is blocked off some way right because you're going to be you have to realize there's probably going to be some sort of military presence right like they will mobilize very quickly um any local gangs things like that they're going to start taking over areas, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying it could take you a couple days just to get through 20 miles. It's actually 70 miles. I'm just saying even 20 miles, it's a possibility that it could take you a couple days. Yes. Depending on your reaction time and how quickly you hear about shit. So... That's why I say, you know what? Most of it's going to be close range. Not even going to worry about a 5.56. Not even going to think about it. They're nice. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm going to care, but if I'm, if I'm going to find something that's going to be more useful in an urban area, nine mil is going to be better for me. And it's going to be easier to carry. 
multiple rounds. I can carry twice the amount of rounds that you could with a 5.56. Five, and maybe only maybe need a quarter of them. Because, let's face it, if you're on the motorcycle, if you're stopping... Okay, well, then... You better be, then, you better be bringing the gun out. You better be bringing the gun out if you're stopping, because let's Which means that you have to start thinking about how are you going to sling this? How are you going to carry it? You said earlier putting it in a, a you know, a... I could uh, sheath it. I'm saying I could sheath it. I could, I could have a sheath ready. It just sits mm-hmm. there. But let's face it. The the loadout that I look uh, for putting on on a T seven anyway, mm-hmm. the the Moscow Moto Re- the Reckless eighty, it's a couple of straps, if that. Like it literally just strap it'll strap r- directly to it, and I don't even have to think about it. I don't have to have a sheath for it. I'm just saying, I, I, you know you know what I'm saying when I say a sheath, it's just a way to carry it. Okay. But why not sling it? Because if I'm carrying a 5.56 with the gear I mentioned, the 5.56 is sitting in front of me where my hand can be on it in a second. Uh, If I'm on a motorcycle, I'm not worrying about trying to aim a 5.56. I'm going to use a pistol. Now, when I get off of that bike, I will go for the rifle. I will use the rifle at that point. Okay, I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a course of fire together on this one because I don't think it's gonna work like you think it will. I don't think I don't think it's gonna work like you think it will. It's not the movies, all right. You're not gonna you're not gonna be riding a motorcycle and then all of a sudden grab your grab your rifle and start. That's not what I'm talking about doing. <laughs> that's I'm not talking like. about that's I'm not talking about <laughs> shooting it while I'm moving. That's retarded. Well, that's what it sounds like. You're like, I'm going to no, have it slung in front of it. me, and if I need it, it's right there. Well, then it's right there on my on my side, and all I have to do is pull one Velcro strap, and there's my fucking gun. Why do I need it slung across me while I'm riding? I don't need it slung across me while I'm riding. That gets in the way. That's something else to think about while I'm trying to bug out, uh, other than, hey, it's strapped over here. When I need it, it's there. Have I'm going to ask a dumb question. Okay. Have you fired a PC-9? Actually, I have not yet. Okay. It's it's still a gun. It's still it's still a gun that will hit long rifle that that will hit hundred yards. It it checks the boxes, is what you're saying. It checks the boxes for you. It checks the boxes. I can mount uh, sights to it do everything okay. I need it to do and and readily available ammo with proper magazines that I can get anywhere yes okay. checks a lot of those boxes yes okay so I'm going to ask a very simplistic question oh and it's also not as complicated as a uh, as any AR by the way this is less things to fail I've never had an AR that's failed hey if you have if if you have the option what was one of the reasons for what's one of the reasons for the uh t7 as being one of the most better bikes Mm. oh i wrote those down 
fast, quiet. You don't have all the off-road capabilities. And you also don't have and all ease of maintenance. Ease of maintenance because you also don't have all the extra shit okay. uh, that all the other bikes have. So Think I have that. an AR you, that I take and I train. And I train with my AR. Right. But I I'm have talking yet, about there's multiple systems within it that can fail. There's right? multiple systems in anything that can fail. Right. My AR has not been cleaned. It has over 4,000 rounds through it. Okay. Does that mean that, let's say, uh, is it piston or is it gas? It's gas impingement. It's gas impingement? Mm-hmm. And the reason I won't go with the gas uh, with the... Um, with a piston? With a piston-driven system is you have four different companies making gas pistons who make a piston system. And all the parts are 100%. They are, they're not friendly. They don't go with everything else. Uh, this like, one like, uses, like you can't, like you can't mix and match. Correct. Okay. You're not mix and matching with a piston driven system. Okay. But any gas you can. Yes. I can, I can accept that. I can I can definitely accept that. So, but simplicity. Simplicity is what I'm talking about. It's yeah. always going to be Bef- about simplicity. Before you, before you go all in on a system, and I'm not saying anything bad about the Ruger PC9. Not anything at all. It's also not a new system. Back in the 90s, Ruger came out nope, with... It's, it's been around. It's been around for a while. Ruger released one in the 90s. It didn't sell because nobody wanted a 9mm carbine. That was dumb. It was all about, no, this is dumb. It doesn't work. Yet you had the Marlin Camp 9 and the Camp 45 that were massive sellers, but... Because anyway. every well, 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 that's well, that's because when you're talking about like a lever action fucking uh, forty five, you know, no, they weren't they weren't lever actions. The they Marlin, were, the Marlin Camp Nine, and the oh, Camp, camp Forty Five. Oh, 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 the Camp Nine. Okay, those were magazine fed. They held ten rounds in the magazine. The Ruger one used the magazines out of the P eighty nine and the P ninety five. Yep. And then they quit making them because nobody was buying them. They re-released it as the PC-9 that came out a couple years ago. I haven't messed with them. I don't know their reliability. I don't know how well they're going to work. I don't know if you bump the button wrong. Is it going to drop the magwell out of it? I don't know any of these things. What I do know is that when I have a 5.56 in my hand, it takes you know a 30-round magazine and I don't have to worry about reloading for 30 rounds. Granted, I don't put 30 rounds in it. I, put <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Why do you do that? Hmm? Do what? Why do you put 28 and not 30? Superstition. The original, the original 30 round mags. There were people that were coming back and saying, hey, if you put 30 rounds in the magazine, you're going to have jam problems. But if you put 28 in there, you won't have any jam problems. Is that the same thing going forward? 
I don't know. I haven't had any issues since I put 28 rounds in a Magpul mag. Well, I mean, shoot. What? You could have a single stack nine, right? That puts, let's say, it's a seven plus one. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Forget the plus one and forget the other one. I'll put six. What's the point of having it then? So the pistol mags are a little bit different. Do they feed into the chamber? No, it has to do with the shape of the followers. Okay. So the original GI mags and their original AR mags, they didn't have what's referred to as an anti-tilt system. You could push down on the back, you could push down on the front. Now the new Magpul mags, they don't operate like that. They're anti-tilt followers. Do you still need to only put 28 rounds in them? I don't know. (laughs) You're just not testing it. I'm not going to test it. When I go to a training class, I put 28 rounds in the magazine. Unless, of course, I'm running reload drills, in which case I put about five rounds in the mag. Well, that's a whole different story. I mean, shoot, I can do the same thing with a pistol with three, four rounds every, every magazine. Yep, and I do that too when I do the pistol classes. Those are more fun. Yes. Those are or more fun. It's like, it's, like, it's like, how fast can I reload? Less than one second. No, it's more fun. It's just, it's just more fun that way. Keeps you up. So, well, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on a lot of this, and I'm sure there's going to be. We're going to have to. I think we're 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 going to have to hold off on the judgment on this one to go agree to disagree, and I think we're going to have to revisit this at another time when we can actually fire everything together. And enjoy. Oh yeah, and I would say that we need to. Um, I'll put together a course of fire and shit we can bring a bike out there and you try shooting from a bike or leaning up against a bike or whatever it is i never asked you how you would plan on carrying all of your ammo because if you're saying that the footprint that you can use for a 556 mag you can carry two rifle mags or two pistol mags so how many mags would you carry on you and how much would that weigh because now you start talking about what really matters is Ah. how much weight worth of gear are you going to carry on you and how are you going to carry it i would carry probably about four glock mags okay probably about i would i'd probably go for the long especially with the pc9 why why would you carry little short you know so let's go with glocks so you would go with a glock 17 mag with a plus five base plate Possibly. Okay. Or you can even get the 33 round stick mags. That's, and, and that's, and that's what I have to look at with the, uh, PC nine. I'm not sure if they're using stick mags or if they're using, uh, if they're, or if they're using, uh, you can use either one. Double round. You can use either one. I don't think he can. Cause they only have two different sets for it. So. Yeah. You can use either one. They're Glock mags. You can use any of the Glock nine millimeter mags. You can use the 10 rounds that are in the 26. You can use the 30 round that you... Can you? Or the th- yeah. But, wait a second. I'm not certain. Are, are they running it off? Are they running it off of just basic Glock rounds? Or are they running it off of a, a single stack Glock? No, it's a, it's a double it's stack a, Glock 9mm. 
It is a, it is set up. Okay. And that's the only thing I really didn't know about it. I was like looking at it. I was like, it says it runs Glock mags. It didn't say double stack or anything. It just said it runs off of Glock mags. If I had to pick something that I was going to need to get mags for as I was going down the road, I would pick the 5.56. And the reason I would pick the 5.56 is because there's a whole lot of AR mags that are out there. But the second choice for me would be the PC-9 because it takes as long as it's got the Glock magwell. Because as many AR mags are out there, there's also nine millimeter mags. Oh, I definitely wouldn't go with a Glock man. Uh, I definitely wouldn't go with the Ruger magwell. Definitely not. If I got the if I got that if I got that Ruger, mm-hmm. I'd get the Glock. Well, it's it's two buttons. It's it's a disassemble the gun, put the different magwell in it, put it back together, and now you're running right. Glock mags. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. I would just straight up run the Glock mags. Yeah, and you would be running double stack Glock mags, which means you can run anything from a Glock 26 10 round mag to the Glock 17 with a plus five base plate or the 33 round stick mags. The problem is or, going to be carrying or, them on you. Or, or if I really wanted to be an asshole, can you guess? You're talking about the 50 round Glock drum? The drum. <laughs> Uh, only I just don't trust drums, so. Well, that, that's <laughs> awesome. But if I remember correctly, there's a 150-round drum for the AR. That's a double drum that holds 75 rounds in each one. Shit. Yeah, but how much does that fucker weigh? Who cares about weight? I'm a big <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I'm strong enough. I don't give a shit. It's going to be carried on the bike. <laughs> I'll put a fucking pencil mount on it. Hell yeah. Okay. I mean, if we're going to get ridiculous, let's get ridiculous. Well, we're going to get a little bit too ridiculous here. And I'll tell you what, we've been getting ridiculous here for a little while. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So what I'm going to go ahead and say is, you know what? Anybody that's listening to this, if you got your own thoughts, your own suggestions, Um, What would you do? What would you ride? Um, What would you carry? How do you think the world is going to look after everything going on right now? Go ahead. um, Give us a little feedback at cracklecaststudio at gmail.com. Shoot us something. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Um, What do you want? What would you do? Where's everything going? I think that's the only proper way to go about this. Right? Everyone's got their own thoughts. Oh, yeah. Because everyone's got their own measures. Pretty much. <laughs> because? Pretty much. <laughs> because? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we can sit here and we can argue ballistics and we're going to come down to the old, you know, which is better, the 9mm or the 45. And anybody well, who's familiar with firearms knows that that is just an argument for another day. That is the age-old question of, God, I have got nothing else better to argue about. But <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, I guess until uh, next time, uh, I, want, I want to hear from people. Please send us, send, us some, send us some feedback. I want to hear it. 
Who knows? If it's insulting enough, we'll read it on the air. Ah, I, I hope it's insulting, actually. You know what? Just And just so I get more insulting stuff, fuck Glock. <laughs> <laughs> their mags are great. Their guns are shit. Fight me. But <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I guess until next time. <laughs> Boomer? Hasta luego. As for me, bacon, I'm saying bye con Dios.